right, if you can um, open that uh, passage with me and uh, let's take a look at this and um, let's read this together from verses 1 to 7. I trust that you all had, um, you know, a great time also um, during our services, the preaching of God's Word and um, the people. I know that there were also few who left for a holiday. Uh, there were also visitors, uh, right? Sunday? We have visitors? Good, good. Oh, uh, first time in my life that I preached to more than a thousand people. Um, I had I had to make a choice. I said to the Lord, Lord, do I have to be intimidated by this? <laughs> Just a lot of people. Uh, when I was in Mindanao, in Pastor Ray Subrava's church, there's a lot of people. But praise the Lord that, you know, um, they're just the same. They are also sinners saved by grace. <laughs> so the same as us, so no need to be afraid, no need to be intimidated. It's just the word of God. You know? This time, let's take a look at this. Um, Acts chapter 6, verses 1 to 7. Let's read this all together, verses 1 to 7. And... Um, by the reading of that, I hope that it can, you know, give us a little bit of grasp of the meaning, and then we will go through this passage of scripture. All right, um, chapter six, verses one to seven. Let's start verse number one together now. Ready, read. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Christians against the Jews, because they were Then the Father, for uh, the preachers that we have um, in the past uh, few weeks in our church um, that covered me during my um, um, uh, my absence, 
and thank you, Lord, for these men uh, who have uh, worked uh, very hard to uh, fill the gaps. And I uh, thank you, Lord, for their lives. Thank you for their commitment. And thank you, Lord, for their devotion uh, towards you. Because, Lord, uh, without their personal devotion, Lord, they could not be um, used in the gospel. And thank you, Father, that you have called them um, um, to, to work for you. And with that, Lord, I pray for your blessing upon them and their uh, wives and their families. And I pray, Lord, that you'll continue to bless them and progress them in the work. Now, Lord, as we continue tonight, help me as I deliver your word. And uh, help me, Lord, give me courage, uh, give me uh, the words, Lord, and utterance. And I pray that uh, this will be a blessing to all of us. And bless this uh, moment of our worship and fellowship together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Again, um, this is a story of the church that has been um, working in Jerusalem and uh, they have been working so hard and because of their efforts for the ministry, uh, the Lord has blessed them and blessed them so much and the beyond their expectation, uh, they grew in such a number that never before experienced because this was the beginning of the Christian faith. And again, this is not the beginning of the church. Because the church, uh, I think, um, earlier prior to this, had already been established. So the church did not start in, the, in, 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 uh, in uh, uh, what's this, uh, during the Pentecost. The church started a little bit earlier, you know, when the Lord Jesus Christ was still here. Because when Jesus Christ said, uh, for thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. So the Lord Jesus Christ built the church. Why we, we have that... Um, um, like um, understanding in our uh, ministry, we have to understand. We have, we have to be, you know, one in this understanding that our church did not start at Pentecost. So we have to make it clear, and especially for our men, um, I do not know really uh, what we have preached, but I trust that, you know, you follow um, the, you know, the biblical um, uh, doctrine that we, we all embrace or commonly embrace by the Baptist uh, faith, and it's not really hard to uh, embrace the same because they are biblical. They can, you can really see that that it is sound, sound doctrine. So the church did not start at Pentecost. It started way, you know, when, during the lifetime of the Lord Jesus Christ. The reason being because he already organized the church. There was already a treasurer, and it is the Lord Jesus Christ who appointed the treasurer. It was Judas. And it was the Lord Jesus Christ who uh, commissioned the, the people, the disciples, two by two, to preach the gospel. So uh, again, he organized that people, and those people are already living organisms, uh, working together in their functionality to uh, comprise the church. And then when the Pentecost come, the Bible says in the book of Acts, I think that is chapter 2, verse number 47. If you look at this, the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse number 47, <coughs> Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added. The word added is not hard to understand. There was an already a church existing, Amen. and the church was very small. We can say small, but it's big, basically like 120 members. And before the Pentecost, and then the Pentecost comes. 3,000 got saved, and the 3,000 got saved added to the already existing church. So the church did not start at Pentecost, it started way before the Pentecost. So again, um, the Pentecostal church still, you know, um, um, uh, handling the, the word of God as if the church started in Pentecost. This verse is a problem. And again, many other verses is a problem to them. But again, we don't have that problem because we can back up our what we have what we have stood in the Word of God with the Scripture, with the Bible. So again, um, we do not believe what was the stand of the Pentecostal Church in this matter because it is very clear that it was the Lord Jesus Christ who started the church and not Peter. And the Catholic Church believed that the Peter was the beginning. I mean, the the, the, the person that started the church is not Peter. Because of, uh, I think, Matthew chapter um, 16, verse number 18. Look at this. Matthew 16, 18. 
And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the, the Catholic Church held this um, uh, dogma that it was Peter who started the church because the Lord Jesus Christ gave the key to Peter. Again, that is wrong because the rock there uh, is the Lord Jesus Christ and Peter there is the small rock. It is the small rock. It is a people. Each one of us here in this church is a people. I am a people. You know the people. Gravel. So small. Like this me. You cannot build a building like this. Not one of us can build because we are just small. We are like, we are Petrus. Each one of us is like a Petrus. Small stone. That word Peter is Petrus. And the word rock is Petra. Big, massive. Big rock. So that rock can build the church because it's big. But each one of us cannot build the church because we are people. We are small stones. Again, this is a problem for the Catholic faith because um, they believe that it's Peter who started the church. But later on, they, they realize, oh, it's not Peter because Peter did not go to Rome. It must be Paul. They changed that year in year 2000. Yeah. They, they, they contemplated of changing that history that it was not really Peter, it is Paul because it was Paul who went to Rome. But it's too late. It is too late for them. It has been held for millennia that wrong belief that Peter was the, the first head of the church. But again, we don't have that problem as a, a Baptist believer because we follow what the Bible says. That's why our slogan all the time, wherever you go in the Philippines and many other places, Bible, Baptist, Church, what the Bible says. And you cannot go wrong if you just go to the doctrine of the Bible. If there are doctrines that you don't understand, just wait. Because time or the Lord or the Spirit of God will open to us the understanding of the verse. Now, here, we have a church also in the same way. The church in the, in the first church of Jerusalem is the same church that we can have today. That, that, that composition, the people that will come. Many of you are new. Many of us are long, been here for a long time in the church. And the same thing with, with these people. And in the first church of Jerusalem, most people are new. And in, in fact, all. Because um, the Lord Jesus Christ has just been there like um, three years prior. And people got saved like Peter um, during the first year of the Lord Jesus Christ's ministry. And by the time of Pentecost, perhaps, the time of Pentecost, they were just a uh, you know, few, uh, few years old. Not like me, I've been here in the, in, the, in the church for a long time. And many others of us, maybe 10, uh, 10 years or more uh, in the ministry, but maybe, maybe some of you have been in the church for maybe uh, one year or two years or a few more years. But what we are really seeing in the church is just all the same. We have in our church, we have a body of believers. We have uh, people who believe in God just like you and me. All of us have one thing in common. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. He is our Savior. He is our um, 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 Lord and He is our Master. And we believe in Him and we come together because we want to serve Him. Coming to church is we want to serve the Lord. Not just maybe um, you want to know more about God. Yeah, that's one thing. But after knowing who God is, that stock knowledge that we have, um, we cannot really help but share this knowledge to the people around us. Share this knowledge of understanding about salvation and many others to the children and to our own you know, loved ones. Now, again, we come together as a church and we come as a community of people. This is a great opportunity for us um, as a church to be organizing and tapping all these talents among our people here, among our people, are great talents. Among you, perhaps, uh, are great preachers. Many of you can maybe preach, you know, um, um, good messages. Many of you maybe um, are able to share the gospel. We have the example of, I remember before, Brother Eli and uh, Brother Titin Kilantang uh, sharing the gospel and people get saved. Brother John 
um, 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 Sean also doing the same. And many of you may be sharing the gospel of your own accord and uh, without my knowledge, but I will tell you, there's a great talent among our people. And perhaps among us here are, you know, uh, organizers who can, who can organize in events. Or among us here maybe are good artists and can do something in, you know, um, uh, preparing um, programs and all that and, and designs. And there are so many um, um, talents that our people in the church can be taught. And we have a great example also in this text that we are reading in Acts chapter 6, uh, verses 1 to 7. Uh, people where um, they come together with all their, their talents and preachers, a lot of preachers in this. Remember, there's very new Christians. Most of them are new Christians, and yet they are preachers. And they, they have these um, uh, deacons that they have. Um, the deacons that they were able to um, create the seven men of Annie's report. And again, there, there is really a time that the church can grow. There is really a time that a church can prosper, can work, you know, um, for, for, for the Lord Jesus Christ, and the souls get saved, and these people um, serve the Lord um, joyfully. These people serve the Lord joyfully, and the numbers are multiplied. They multiply um, sharply. They, 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 they shoot up in numbers. Why? Because most people in the church really get involved. They're not just coming to church. They're not just, you know, come to church because they listen to the preaching. No. After they, after they hear the preaching, they go out and witness the people. And people, you know, believe if they witness and the change lines and those people that they witness outside, they will come and join together and then they will just they just grew by not by by thousands. They grew in numbers. And that is what happened when uh, not just the preachers and not just the soul winners are winning souls, but the ordinary people in the church also get involved in winning people to Christ. And one by one, and family after family, got saved. And that is why the church in Jerusalem grew so big that they could not, they could not be contained in one place. And then the authorities already like threatened of the number of the people that they persecuted the church. And the church spread abroad. And ch churches started all over the place. They are like wildfire that no power of Satan can stop. And that is what also the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the Lord Jesus Christ said that uh, uh, the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. No one and no power of Satan can prevail against the church. So there is really this you know, things happening in the uh, New Testament. And it is written in the book of Acts. And what is the book of Acts? The book of Acts is, you know, the book of action. It is the book of action. You can find in, in that book uh, the, the word going, the word uh, 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 growing, and the word glowing. All of that, you know, are the, the action of the people. They preach the word of God with power, and they, they suffered persecution, and they believed, they baptized people, and they, they you know, uh, introduced new brothers, introduced new sisters in the ministry. Why? Because these people are working so hard. That is why um, in a church like us, times also can happen that there will be troubles that will come to our church. Because our church, our church is not immune to, to persecution. Our church is not also immune to division. Our church is not immune to, um, you know, uh, problems. Problems will come and problems will be solved by the grace of God. And sometimes problems uh, persist and sometimes problems can destroy uh, the church. But again, <clears throat> as troubles come within the church and the problems come, most of the time the Lord also uh, will be gracious enough to solve the problem and help the people in the church. And there are few things this evening. Few things this evening. Can I have my water, man? <clears throat> we have few things to see this evening, and um, see it upon ourselves. Um, our church may or may not 
you know, experience um, the same thing exactly how the people in the church in Jerusalem experience. But I tell you, this can happen, or this may not happen. The first thing that we can find in the church of Jerusalem is that this church is a dynamic church. They are, they are very forceful. These people, this church is full of energy. These people is always refreshed. You know why? Because these people that just got saved are so, you know, um, um, uh, excited about their salvation. And they will tell people uh, next to them. And then those people that heard it also uh, told people next after them. And it just multiplied. In Acts chapter 6, verse number 1. Acts chapter 6, verse number 1, and in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied. In other words, this is the time of the church that before when there's, uh, oh, last Sunday we have 10 people got saved and people rejoice in that. Oh, now this week, you know, um, 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 20 people got saved, they rejoice in that. Time came that they cannot count anymore. Hundreds. They still can, they still can count it. Um, thousand, they still can count it. In the day of Pentecost, three thousand got saved. They still can count it. After Pentecost, there were another occasion that four thousand got saved. They still can count it. But time comes that they could not count anymore. They they cannot count anymore because there are just so many. And that is why they use the word multiply. And this is the time that the you know, in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Christians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily administration. Now again, this can happen to our church or this, this may not happen. It doesn't mean that what happened to the church in Jerusalem will be exactly happening to our church. It may not. But again, um, this is open to how the, our church will progress uh, onward and forward. But again, the church in these times are the church in progress. They are, they are really into the business of soul winning. They are really into, you know, um, but prior, to, prior to this multiplication of the people, uh, this church at Jerusalem, um, before, before we look at the problem, you know, um, they, they, they have problems in their, in their church before. Um, we saw the church in Jerusalem as a progressing church. It's progressing, it's, it's multiplying, it's, it attracted multitudes into the church. A lot of people, I remember, I don't know, um, uh, there, are, there are a lot of people that in, in Cebu, um, during the time of our trip, I remember there were these young people vibrant young people. Uh, I was able to, to, to um, um, you know, to have video on them, how they did, uh, how they did the, um, what's the name of that, the name? Saturday program? Extension. Extension classes. Extension classes. While we, in the, in the gym, while we have functions there, we have activities over here, and I, I realized that the young people in Mabolo, Bible Baptist Church, they gathered the children maybe around the age of eight or maybe younger and towards maybe 13, 14 years old. They gathered them on the side of the stage and they are they were singing and they conducted this like a Bible story and, and then at the end of the Bible story, uh, um, they, 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 you know, the, the person that does the, um, that lead, lead them, uh, sh showed them the gospel and these young people, these young children received the Lord Jesus Christ. And they said it in a loud, loud voice. That, you know, the people there are just witnessing what the, what, what the children are doing at the stage. And it's exciting to see that these young people, um, maybe they are young professionals. Um, young professionals, no? Yeah. I, do, I do not know them so much, but these people are, um, they were not there when I was still in the church. But now they are um, they are leading the yeah the students in Mabolo Christian yeah, uh, Academy. 
The girls there, the girl there, I don't know what's, the, what's her name. I think it's Brother Jimmy's niece or something. Yeah. She's so light, lighting. She's really um, arousing the children into the singing and, and the action. And you can tell by her face, you know, she's just so bold in um, reaching out to these young people. And all of them, all of them in, in that group um, received the Lord Jesus Christ. I see, I can remember, you know, in those times when I was still in the church, um, doing the, um, this program with the, with the kids in the neighborhoods, in the slum areas, and um, leading these people to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is what, what makes the church progress, because it's not just the pastor preaching in the church, it's not just the Sunday school teacher sharing the gospel, it's not just, you know, few here and there um, sharing the gospel, but each one, you know, reaching out to the community, and people got saved there. People got saved. And once these people get saved, the next time you go there, uh, they, will, they will be able to be taught um, about eternal salvation. Um, yeah, they will be able to be taught about baptism. And until these children will grow in their knowledge of the Lord, and then they will decide for themselves that they want to be baptized. They will decide for themselves that they want to be part of the church. And they decide for themselves that they want to sing in the choir because they have full of joy in the service of the Lord. And that makes it, you know, that will be added to the church. And the church will grow. It's just the work of one or two people here. It's just a work of one or two people. And there are also other groups that are doing, uh, you know, Bible studies in the homes. Brother Jimmy, Brother Joe, and so many others. I said, that is why this church is so large. The church in Mabolo is so big in number uh, because the people are working for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a dynamic church. Our church may not be that dynamic. Our church may, be, may not be that dynamic, but again, we can see the church in Jerusalem that this church is full of energy. This church is forceful. They're always refreshed because this young convert will be the one, the source of their, uh, source of their you know, energy. Because these people can say they, they want to share the gospel to their loved ones too. They want to share the gospel to their siblings and to their parents. That is why the church in in the in, um, in Antioch, uh, no, sorry, in Jerusalem, is a church that is so dynamic. And again, um, it attracted many people, uh, as as the Bible says there uh, in in the book of, uh, in, in verses number two to three. And you can find also that. Um, it is true that when God blessed the people, when the Lord blessed um, the, the, the church, the people in the community will be blessed. So why I'm saying that? Because if the Lord will bless all of us, and the Lord will bless our church, our church will be a blessing to this city. Because in our church, we'll, we'll create a, a people that are honest workers, and they're and their employers will be blessed by your honest work, your honest living. And, and again, um, if you are placed in a company, you are the source of peace. You are the source of encouragement. You are a source, you, you can stop a lot of murmurings, a lot of complaints, and a lot of you know, bad behavior in the companies. Why? Because the Lord is with you. And you will be you will be a blessing and you will you will be um, blessed by the Lord in the place where you are. That is the result of a church that is blessed by the Lord. The community will be blessed by God. And as a result of that, vast number will become, you know, saved in the Lord. Now notice in Acts chapter 2, verse number 46. <coughs> Acts chapter 2, verse number 46. There are people in the community that will be affected by our ministry. The people in the community could not deny that we have a God uh, that is real. We have, we have um, um, a Savior that is true. The Lord Jesus Christ is real. I will tell you, now, this city that we are living in, most of the people in the city do not really believe 
that Jesus Christ is real. Most people in the city do not really believe that our God is real. But by the way you live your life, by the way you uh, set an example in the homes, by the way you set an example in the workplaces or the schools, I'll tell you, that will change your mind. You can affect their minds. By the sincerity of your life, you can affect their minds. And that is what God is expecting from us. Because the people in this community, um, they couldn't deny that the God of Christians is real. If you will really live a life that is um, honoring to the Lord, and remember I told you before about a Sunday school teacher who taught Sunday school in, uh, in the church, one church there in, um, in Negros uh, Island, Negros Oriental. At the southern part, this is Cebuano speaking. The upper part of that, the Negros Occidental, is, uh, uh, you know, they are just like uh, Sister Anne and Brother Lawrence. Uh, they are Ilongo speaking. Even Brother, uh, <laughs> a lot of our church people are Ilongo speaking. They are living on the northern part of Negros Island. But the southern part is where we went, um, Pastor Jimbo and myself, uh, went to the church. Um, there was that Sunday school teacher who was an engineer, good looking, uh, wealthy looking, you know, you can, you can tell a wealthy, wealthy person, uh, you know, with a nice uh, wristwatch and nice clothes. You can tell that he's really rich. And he's a Sunday school teacher for two years. And he's been a Christian for many longer than that. <clears throat> and he's a Sunday school teacher but he was proud to tell the people in the church that uh, for many years in his Christian life and for many years in doing Sunday school, not one member of his family knows that he is a Baptist. And that is really sad. Why uh, you have to hide your Christianity? That is really sad when you go to school and not one in your classmates knows that you are a Christian, that you are a Baptist. It is really sad when you go to work and not one member or not one co-worker is there, not one person in your workplace knows that you are a Christian. Because that, that amounts to like you are you know, a coward. You are you are hiding. You are you are you are ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why, my friend. Here in Acts chapter 2, verse number 46, and they, these people individually, these people individually, not just a bunch of people there, but the, the whole congregation individually, continuing daily with one accord in the temple. They go to the temple. I remember going to the temple. It's just, you know, a space there of an area not really you know maybe this whole block uh if you if you like uh, measure the area of the temple maybe not not this uh, there's a road behind this building not that if you see the Balmoral road and then <coughs> this whole block maybe up to the um um eden park or somewhere, somewhere like that the temple is not really, the place of the temple is not really that big. That means these people individually from different places of Jerusalem, from different places, all of them, they go up to the temple. They go up and worship the Lord individually, together, and in, you know, every day, daily. They always go to the temple every day. I do not know how far these people would have to walk. Because in those times, there's no transportation. They may have, you know, carriages or horses that carry people, but I do not know if uh, many of them have the opportunity or capability to do so. But I would, I would say that it is really cumbersome to go to church. It is cumbersome to come to church Sunday. Much more if you add Wednesday. But then, they come to church every day. 
And that put us to shame if we are struggling to come to church Sunday. Now here, these people in verse 46, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, bringing bread from house to house, they eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. You know what? When you are joyful in serving the Lord, and you do not care about those people. Some, some people are negative. Some people are murmuring. Some people are complaining. And you do not care about them. You are just serving the Lord joyfully in the heart. And some people in our house, household maybe have, may have complaints. But you are just serving the Lord joyfully. And I will tell you this. Your, your joyful service to the Lord is very contagious. It can affect the people around you. It can affect, you know, the environment. It can affect your family atmosphere. If you will just focus on serving the Lord with joy in the heart. You see some wrong things there, some wrong things here. But these people are just sinners. Remember that. These are not, these are not angels. The people that we are living with in our homes are not angels. The, the people that we meet in the church are not also angels. They are sinners saved by grace. Therefore, let us, you know, um, take it like that. That we are coming to church with a whole bunch of sinners, but saved by grace. And with that, we have a positive, you know, um, approach. And we have positive um, 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 input to these people. And to, to be joyful in our service to God. In verse 47. <coughs> Verse 47, chapter, chapter 2 of the book of Acts. <clears throat> Praising God and having favor with all the people. That word, all the people, that will affect those people that are murmuring in your household. That will, that will affect those people who are negative in your neighborhood. Oh, I don't like the church. Oh, I don't like that group. Oh, I, these people, they're so noisy. Now, there are people that are so fussy about, um, about your um, behavior. Some people are very um, um, sensitive in the way you respond to them. Oh, these people are rude. <laughs> these people, they can always have, we can always find something wrong. But because of your positive attitude, because of your joyful service to the Lord, you can pacify the person and say, oh, no, don't worry about it. No, he did not really mean that. You know, you just come, come. I will, I will, I will, you know, we will meet that person. And that person's perspective will be changed. Why? Because of you. We need really people like that because these people, I believe, are of the same mind. They are of the same mind, and therefore the entire city, almost the entire city, notice the word, and having favor with all the people, almost the entire city got affected by the attitude of these people. What's their attitude? They are just joyful in serving the Lord. If you are just joyful in serving the Lord, you, you, you don't pick on those little things, those complaints and, and those murmurs of the people. And with that, you're, you're, uh, you are the one that will set the atmosphere of your church. You are the one that will set the atmosphere of your household. You can stop those people who are murmuring and they can, they, they can you know, um, join you in serving the Lord joyfully. That is what happened to these people. This is a dynamic church. Not just that this is a dynamic church. And notice here that this church is also sadly a disputing church. There is dispute. There is always problems. When there are more people, there are more problems. When there are less people, there, there, there are also less problems. When there is no people, there's no problem. <laughs> Why is that? Because people is problem. So therefore, get rid of people. That is wrong. <laughs> that is wrong. Why? Because ministry is people. 
and people is ministry. Notice here, verse number 1. Acts chapter 6, verse number 1. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring. Wow, this is a problem. If this murmuring will not be stopped, at least there's one should stop this murmuring. Because if this murmuring will not stop, this will splinter the church. The church will be splintered. And divided. And, and everyone, oh, I don't, I will, we'll form our own group. We'll don't go with that group. Uh, those people are no good people. This, these people, they are divided. They are disputing. There, were, there arose a murmuring of the Christians against the Hebrews. One group of ethnicity against another group of ethnicity. Problems in the church can come. And it's always like that because there are people there. With more people in the church, more blessing, more servants, more ministries, and also more problems. And we Christians, adults, we um, Christians who are, who are serving the Lord, mature Christians, we are built for that. Mature Christians are built for that. That is why we will not die. We will not, you know, we will not be afraid of more people. Because the Lord built us for this purpose. It is common, it is common knowledge that more people, there will be problems there. But that is why we are in the ministry. If you cannot, you know, stand with, if you cannot stand with noisy people, you will have problem in the, in the, in the, in the church. You will have problem with, with children's ministry. Because ministry is people. Someone wanted to, to join the ministry and he said, Pastor, I want to join the ministry. I want to use, I want God to use my talent in the ministry, but I just don't like people. <laughs> there is no ministry like that. Because ministry is people. Pastor, I cannot face noise. I cannot face, no. Ministry, first and foremost, if you are like handling the, you know, if you are, if you are good in computer, you must be going soul waiting, you know, before you touch that computer thing. It doesn't, it does not mean that you are doing only, you know, uh, uh, programs or figures or uh, uh, things like that, and you didn't go soul winning. Because our ministry, ministry, and first and foremost, is people. We have to go um, where people are. Uh, notice the word in Proverbs 14, verse number 4. Proverbs 14, verse number 4, where no oxen are, the crib is clean. But much increase is by the strength of the ox. You see, um, you come to church and you are the ones in charge of the chairs sitting up. Oh, I don't like this sitting up of chairs. Oh, there's a lot of people. I will have to set up 200 chairs. I want only to set up 50 chairs. So you will only 50 people. You want, you want only to set up four chairs. So in, in other words, the more people, the more work for you to do. The less people, the less work. But the Bible says, much increase is by the strength of the ox. So let it happen. It's dirty, it's noisy, it's messy, but let it happen. Why? Because we are after the souls of men. It doesn't matter the labor. That means you will have sleepless nights, more sleepless nights for you. You will have more cooking to do. You will have more, you know, uh, giveaways to give. You have more, more labor because there are more people. But that is what we are built for. We are built for ministry. We are built for people. So we don't have to say that, oh, I don't like this because there's a lot of people. No, that is what we are here to do. Another thing that we can find in the church, it can be us or it cannot be us. And that is a divided church. This church, first, we, we saw this church as a dynamic church, forceful full of energy. And this church is a church that is always refreshed. 
Because there's always people that can get the encouragement. But also we see a divided church in, in here. This is not what the Lord wants. And I believe many of us do not like this to become divided. But it can happen. Because um, in the church there are personalities. This person has different personality, cannot agree with this person here. And that person has different personality, so there's no way that they can mingle together. Why? Because in our church has a lot of people, has a lot of personalities, and they have different preferences, and some of them are very strong about their preferences. Oh, I don't want, I, 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 don't, want, I don't like the curtains to be blue. I want the curtains to be pink. And he will stand for that pink. Whatever happens, it should be pink. <laughs> All the chairs must be blue. No, no, uh, the, the chairs should be, should be red. No, it's blue. And they will divide. And they will part ways because of that. <coughs> I'll tell you, the church here in Jerusalem is a divided church. It can happen to us. Notice again verse number one. I, I, we cannot go away with verse number one. There's a lot of things to be, to be uh, spoken here in verse number one. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Christians against the Hebrews. And again, um, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Now always remember this. Always remember this. That when God begins um, to work in the church, we have an enemy that also will begin to stop that. Satan wanted, this church is a dynamic church, remember that. Our first point, this church is always refreshed. This church is forceful. This church is, you know, always on the go for the Lord. And it can always win. The battle for souls, it can always win. Why? Because this is a dynamic church. And again, apart from being dynamic, this is also a divided church. Why? Because Satan wants to see splinter church. He wants to divide it. As God loves adding people to the church, as God loves to multiply the church, the devil wants to subtract people from the church. And the devil wants to divide the church. When God loves addition and multiplication, the devil wants division. And that's what happened to them. When the Lord adds, a lot of, pe a lot of people will be added. Notice again how, how the Lord added in Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Then they that gladly receive his word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. So the Lord added the volume of people, 3,000 souls, in Acts chapter 2 verse 47. Acts 2 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, every day, that people get saved. In Acts chapter 5 verse number 14, Acts 5 14. And believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes, both men and women. Acts 11, verse 24. Acts 11, verse 24. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the church. So God is interested in adding people to the church. God is interested in multiplying people to the church. But Satan also has an agenda that he wants to divide the people. That is why we need someone, when there is a murmuring, we need someone to stop it, you know? Um, there, are, there are a lot of good things than bad in the church. There's a lot of good people than bad in the church. And there's a lot of good deeds of the church than bad. We think of the good things. Do not think of the bad things. There are bad things that we, we need to address, but that is not, you know, uh, the main um, characteristic of our church, and that is not the main characteristic of the church in Jerusalem, and that is not the main characteristic of many other churches. It's just that when one will magnify the bad things, um, then it screw up everything, everything else. So again, the last point here that we want to see, um, remember that the church is a dynamic church. 
And the church is a, a, a church that is, that is um, uh, disputing and dividing. But again, despite of all of that, uh, we see also a dedicated church. These people have dedicated people. This church have, has dedicated people. Because among of the people uh, in the church are also found reliable people. We only need few reliable people that will, you know, set the, the, set the, the, the atmosphere into, you know, uh, a better um, set up of the church. We only need someone that will lead some um, um, things to organize in the church. Maybe if we have someone that, that's really good in um, like um, doing the program or the, uh, the website or something like that in our church, that can help a lot of people. Because when they need something in our church, they will just go into our website and then they can find um, things that they need in the church. Or, or if um, someone is really good in organizing and, and uh, doing things like uh, camp, uh, someone will step up and then organize things for the church. And, or or um, there are uh, new activities in the church, then someone will um, just be in charge of those things. Then, um, like me, Brother Bong, and other people in the church can do something else. Not really to worry about those things because you are there, you know, taking responsibility of all things. As you see, there are dedicated people in the church in Jerusalem. And they, they selected these people, not just those people that are brilliant-minded and, and that's what they need. No, these people are brilliant-minded. Plus, they are also good in character. They are also good in, you know, they are also godly. They are also full of wisdom from heaven. It's not just your ability really to do things, but also you have a, not just a, a relationship with these people around you but also you have a good relationship with the Lord that's what they are selecting uh, how they selected these people in Acts chapter 6 verse number 2 notice how they selected these people um, in, in verse number 2 to start with and all the way to verse number 6 the Bible says then, then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them remember the twelve disciples they are very busy now because of the number of people they, they cannot stop preaching. They, will, they keep on preaching and preaching and preaching and pray. A lot of people have need to pray. They pray and, they, and their time is more on studying the word of God and preach the word of God and pray for the people and study and preach and pray, study, preach and pray. And then when problems arose, then they have to break this pattern because they have to attend to this problem. And the problem is about tables. The problem is about sandwiches. The problem is about, you know, uh, there's, there's lacking of juice here. And then they call the disciples, they call the apostles to address this problem. Now, then the, 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 the apostle will go buy this in the shop. Are there not other men here that can do this matter? And then they presented unto them honest men. That not that not apostles, but honest men, full of the Holy Ghost. Notice here. Notice here, verse number three, and verse number two. He said, and then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. This is not good. If I will be the one shopping for our lunch, I'll be the one maybe. Thank God, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Brother Paul is, <laughs> and Sister Amy. And many others. Or, 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 but if we can delegate this to honest people, honest, that means they are going to handle cash, they are going to handle money, and then this is how much, and they pay that much, and then return the rest. Honest can be trusted because these people can be trusted with souls, these people also can be trusted with money, these people can also be trusted with. You know, little things, because these people are honest people. Notice verse number three. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report. How, how to look, you know, how to look around. 
Oh, you see? Okay, no, there's brother here. Oh, oh, brother Leonard, you see? Yeah. He can be trusted. Or Jay is here. Or, or brother Roland is there. And people will look around, honest men. Who can be trusted? Who can do the job and can be trusted with the responsibility and many other things? Listen here. Um, wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report. Not just these people are able to do it, but these people also have a character. Not just because he is talented, then you can give him because he is talented. No, talent is good, but we need more than talent. We need more than talent. He must have a relationship, you know, with God and his report. And also, he's full of the Holy Ghost. He must be saved and he must have, you know, a reputation that this person is really got him. I have no question about his integrity. I have no question about his character. This person leads his home. His children are all in subjection. His children, um, you can see his children, how his children behave in church. That person is honest. See, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. He can also teach in the church if necessary. He can get up to the pulpit and bring the word of God with all, you know, um, wisdom. He said here, whom we may appoint over this business. This business of the church should be given to someone else who are not preachers, but they must be able to preach if necessary. And verse number four, but we will give ourselves um, continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word because this is very taxing to come up and preach. You need time. You need time to organize your thought. You need time to put things in what God will give you and then to give to the people. The more people we have, the more preaching opportunity would come. Say for example, uh, you know, we will have marriages. There will be a lot of weddings. And there, in weddings, there should be like preacher there to go. And there will be a lot of birthday parties that a preacher is required or requested in the church. I don't have to go all these birthday parties. At least we have men that can cover me when it is, you know, necessary. Or there will be a lot of dedication to do. Oh, pastor, I want to dedicate something, but I don't want the dedication that will just last for uh, five minutes. I want a proper dedication. I want uh, I will decorate the place and I will I will feed the people. And I want you, Pastor, to, to, to I will give you um, 40 to 45 minutes sermon and just come on this. Then I don't have to come if, okay, brother, um, I have other commitments. Just select any of our brothers that can preach to um, give the message. So at least, you know, it's not going to be uh, one person because there's a lot of opportunity to preach uh, when there are a lot of people in the church. If there will be victories here, there will be a graduation here, uh, one of our children will, will become a doctor, uh, one of our children will become a lawyer, one of our children is a great, you know, celebration in the church. Or maybe one, uh, um, um, one something big in, in uh, you know, um, international stage. So we will like dedicate it unto the Lord and thank the Lord for the great achievement. So it doesn't have to be a pastor all the time. That is why when we have more people, there will be more opportunities to serve the Lord. And these people are very full already uh, in the ministry of the word. And again, because of this situation of the church in Acts chapter 6, they created this word deacons. They created this group of deacons. And they appointed seven biblical deacons. These men are men of honest report. These men are spirit-filled men. These men are wise, full of wisdom, coming from heaven. Remember, the first deacon, uh, the first martyr of this world, the first martyr in Christendom is a deacon. His name was Stephen. 
He's, he was not the disciple, I mean, he was not the uh, apostle. He was just a deacon. Before, before um, the, the, the disciples were killed, before the apostle were, uh, one, uh, before the killing of the apostles, it was the killing of the deacon first. That is why these this men are very important in the church. Very important. Because they are the ones that will help the preachers. They are the ones that will make things happen. You see, and what these men were to do, their job is very crucial in the church. They serve in the congregation, they serve in the church, they help the pastors, they, they also go out into the houses. If you are, if you are here uh, in need of attention of the pastor, the deacon can go. If you, if, you, if you need help in your house, you have problem, the deacon can come. The, the deacon is very important. And the care for the needy in the church. Some people will come to me and ask for money. Then, if I'm if I have opportunity, then I will do it. But if I don't have opportunity, I can pass it to the deacon and help them see whether this this person is really in need. Go to their home and share the gospel there. That's what I did. You know, many people will come to me and and ask for money. I said, oh. Uh, Pastor, I, I have this need. Um, I, I cannot pay my rent. Okay, uh, what's your address? I want to give money. If he's really in need of money, I will pay. I want to talk to his landlord. I want to talk to his landlord and pay the landlord. Okay, this money is for him. Not give him money because although, you know, we trust people, but in that kind of things, there are already people who will take an opportunity of the churches and they ask for money for something and they, they buy something else. One, one girl, young girl, maybe around 14 years old, 15 years old, they're in um, Mount Ruskell shops. Um, he approached me, said, oh, uh, my, 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 my parents left us. I have four, four siblings. And uh, we don't have food. Uh, we need money to buy food. How many children? Uh, how many uh, children in the house? Five of us. Okay. Uh, and, and we don't have lunch. It's already evening. Oh, he must be very hungry. But I don't give money. So okay, I bought. You know, Subway. I gave. I gave her Subway. So five, five loaves. And she was happy. You, you know, she went. But the next time I, I found her, I, the next time I saw her, I saw her, you know, um, shoplifting. <laughs> I, was, I was disheartened to see that, that I have helped a wrong person. I think that was wrong. I think I was strict. But at least I did not give money. I gave food because um, she said she wanted food. Do not give money. Uh, just give food or see to it that, you know, see to it that what I did to that girl, I said, so give me your address because my purpose is to deliver the food to that address to make sure that that is really true what she's saying. But also I, I, I had to you know, be very careful because um, I'm male and she was a female and then I have no one with me so but I just give her, when she said, oh my, my, my house is there, I just give her the food and then she left. But again, if there are people like that, the deacon can come in. Or any person for that matter really can help. People in our church can help that. Maybe I can ask Brother Eli. Brother Eli, you know, this person needs a help. Oh, the Brother Eli is not a deacon. I can ask any of you whom I can trust. You know, when I ask you to do something, that means I trust you. Because I will not ask to people that I cannot trust. I, can, I will only ask people whom I can trust. So, Praise God, really, if you know, if I ask you to preach, then by all means, you know, <laughs> grab it. Because um, that is a blessing from heaven. That means the Lord is, I have confidence in you that, that the Lord uh, will speak to you when you preach. I have a confidence in you that the Lord will use you when in times of need. You see, the purpose of the deacon is really to free the pastors from uh, other things in the church, but to pray and to preach the word of God. My friend, our church has a lot of all these talents. Our church has a lot of all these talents, and we can use these talents by the grace of God, 
and use it for God's uh, glory, and the church will be blessed, and you, being used by God, will also be blessed. And all of us will share that blessing, and we will just rejoice in the Lord all together. That is why this church is a dynamic church, because these people are joyful people. These people are helping each other. These people, when you look at them from outside, inside, you can see maybe labor, negative things, but the people working inside is joy. There is energy. Sleepless nights, it's not a problem. You know, sacrificial giving, it's not a problem. Why? Because of the joy of the heart. You are willing to give more than you could ever think you could give. Why? Because you have the joy in serving the Lord in your heart. That's what happened to these people in the first church in Jerusalem. And it can happen to us. It can happen to us. Not maybe the bad things, but the bad things can happen too. But the good things can also happen to us. And when it does, we will just rejoice together. And the Lord will be magnified. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, <coughs> for speaking to us again tonight, encouraging us, Lord, to be used, encouraging all of us to be open for opportunity to be used, oh God. Lord, bless these people. Continue, Lord, to use them and use them mightily, Lord. Help them to be uh, a blessing also to so many others, and that, Lord, in our ministry, you'll be magnified, you'll be glorified. Thank you, Father, once again. And I commit to you, Lord, the rest of our week. Bless all of us tonight. And um, in our preparation for the big events of the church, please, Lord, give us the heart that is willing to sacrifice. Give us, uh, Lord, the energy, the, the, uh, the resources also that we need. Please, Lord, um, compel those people that should come, that they may come. And uh, Lord, and all of us, oh God, I pray that <clears throat> we will be there during those times of the event from 24th of this month to the um, uh, 25th of this month to the 27th and for all the preaching um, times Lord in our church I pray Lord that all of us will be there help Lord um, each and every one of us and give us Lord um, a heart uh, a servant heart so that we can be used by you Lord and thank you Lord for these people once again thank you for um, your abundant blessing upon their lives and Lord I I, I, I am thrilled to see your blessing upon them, Lord, and seeing them prosper spiritually. What a great blessing to see, Lord. And I pray that you will even the more bless them, O God, and use them mightily in every um, labor that they do in the church. I pray, Lord, that they will also be rewarded. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all these um, good things that um, we have talked about tonight. Thank you for all the things that can be possibly happening to our church. And Lord, uh, I pray that in the end, uh, your name will be glorified in our midst. Uh, thank you once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.